Hi everyone and welcome to another Firms Consulting Podcast. Today we're going to focus on the Consulting Office Season 1. And this, although this podcast is specifically focused at the Harvard Business School, Berkeley and Yale graduate groups and the Harvard uh, MBA teams, um, I suppose it could be relevant to everyone, right? Um, although I will be referring to specific things that we did with the Harvard Business School that other people may not have experience with because that group received access to this material close to nine months ago and helped us prepare all of the material. So so let's just talk through some guidelines for how you need to use the material if you belong to one of these three schools. And again, if you don't belong to one of these three schools, I think you can use it as well. I think we have to consider four trade-offs we made when we put together the material. I'll talk about those four trade-offs because it has a bearing on how we structured the material and then I'll move into discussing what you can do to get the most out of the material. The first trade-off is that this de deciding whether we're going to show the best practice or the most likely way you would solve the case. And, and that's a very important decision we had to make. For example, when we practice, when we are practicing a case or helping Felix do a case in the coaching session, are we showing her the best possible answer or the most likely answer she would be required to give? Now, we've strayed away from giving the best answers. Best practice is very, very, I think, disheartening to listen to because you're never going to get it. What we said is, what is the answer you would be expected to get in a 25-30 minute interview? And that's the answer we've provided. There are times when we may decide to present a best practice answer, the best possible answer you could ever have. And in those situations, I will point out this is the best practice answer. I don't expect you to be this good, but it's good to have in the back of your head because there's some you know, interesting things that you can learn from that. So we're very careful about that, right? You know, we could very easily produce these really elegant solutions that you are never going to get and it just makes you feel bad. That's the trade-off one that we made. Trade-off two is, is a very, very complex trade-off we had to think through. The first one is that when we put together coaching videos, each of them spans anywhere from 60 minutes to two hours. So you can watch a whole video session with Felix, Samantha, Rafik, and Sanjeev for 60 minutes to two hours. I mean, that's a lot of your time, right? There was a group within the Harvard Business School who didn't like it and said they wanted summaries. And there was a group within the Harvard Business School who said, oh my God, that's the best thing I've ever seen. I can watch it no matter where in the world I am. And it gives me a good understanding of how cases you know, uh, proceed. So you know, what do you do in that situation? So the way we fix the situation is that we did edit the coaching sessions with Samantha, uh, Felix, and so on to just show you what is most important. But we didn't, we didn't want to edit too much so that it seems unreasonable, right? We wanted to avoid that. But we erred on the side of giving more by showing the entire coaching session while we edited it and we put timelines at the bottom. So you can see at the bottom, you know, the estimation case on bridges occurs at 2 minutes 23 seconds, so you can move ahead if you want to. Uh, we will introduce more functionality into the videos so you can use them a little bit better. I, you know, I understand how difficult it is to go to uh, two hours of videos. That's when we came up with the idea of coming up with the perfect or the, you know, recommended answer videos and solutions. And that for us would be the summary, right? So if you, if you press for time, you can't go through all of the coaching videos. You can always watch the perfect answer videos. But 
I don't really think we made a trade-off here. I think we wanted to cater to both groups because my personal view is that there are benefits to listening to the long-winded, as some people call it, or long-form, or as I would like to call it, explanations of how I teach the candidates. So it is useful to understand the background material. Trade-off three is, is, a, is an important trade-off for you as opposed to it, with regards to how you practice versus just understanding the material. There's a difference between practicing and teaching, and I point that out to every candidate. When you first start doing cases, you're not practicing. If you go to a friend and say, can we practice cases, you're not practicing, you are learning how to do cases, right? Now, the coaching sessions, those videos we do with Felix and Samantha and so on, those are the learning sessions. You watch them to learn how to do the material, and you also watch the case video library of about 70 or so cases to learn how to do the material. Practicing is once you learn how to do the material, you can then try it for yourself. So, so my advice to you would be the following. Watch Samantha, sorry, watch Felix and Sanjeev's coaching sessions and then practice doing Rafik and Samantha's questions by yourself. So you're learning with, with uh, Felix and, and um, Sanjeev and you're practicing with Rafik and Samantha. So you watch everything with Felix and Sanjeev, and then you pause when you get to the question for Samantha and Rafik. Watch how they do it after you've tried to do it, and then you can watch the perfect video solutions. Right? I mean, that's an important trade-off. Uh, finally, the, the final trade-off we have to make is about the amount of information we have to make available to candidates. There are over, There's a close to 900 different files here. 900 files for just season one. Season two is now being produced, right? And that has, we, we are working very carefully to, to make it more effective. But the sheer volume of information here is pretty extraordinary, right? There's 900 files of just, you know, digital media. There's also written descriptions and different sessions and so on. You know, there's a ton of stuff here. So what I would recommend to you is that before you start watching the videos, read the stuff before. And, and, and it's not really a trade-off, but it is a trade-off in terms of your ramp-up speed. If you just jump into things without understanding what's there, you are most likely going to miss important things and you're going to end up derailing yourself. So those are the, some of the trade-offs we have to make. And, and I, again, on this one, I went for putting more material when it came to explanations than putting less material. Because I think that the more you read, the more you see my interpretation of things, the better it is for you, right? Now, let's just talk about some of the other things here. None of this is simulated. None of this is a situation whereby Felix or Samantha had copies of the questions and the solutions before. And you can see how hard I am on some of these people. And the strategy of being hard is very simple. I was hard because Kevin was going to be easy on the you know, candidates who made it to the final round. And we do play a, big, a good cop, bad cop strategy, which is deliberate in the way I plan the sessions. And in season two, you know, we're going to follow the exactly the same strategy. Yeah, a good cop and a bad cop is going to exist, right? Now, what you need to understand is that none of this is simulated. So what you see is the way candidates really respond. So if you're watching this and you're saying, my God, my, my performance is exactly the way as this person performs and they got a very bad rating, then you know, that's what bad looks like and that's how you look like to the interviewer. On the other hand, you do very well, you know, um, and you think you're as good or better than Felix, then you can really be proud of your performance because Felix was a good candidate. And we wanted to show you what good looks like really versus describing good. That's a whole different board game, right? Now, 
starting point. Let's look at some starting points. Starting point is read the material that we've made available to you and think you know super carefully about how you are going to use it. So now I would start with with you know basically some you know very simple areas such as you know overview of the program. It sounds like it's you know worthless but reading the overview of the program gives you a pretty good understanding for what we were trying to achieve and why we set out to achieve that. Then I think you should go through what subscribers receive and finally you should read the, the, the session descriptions. Now a very good area to focus on is the infographics, the interview with the coach, the interview with Felix, the list of all cases, and the types of cases and the coaching strategy. That really lays out the philosophy we put together when we uh, you know, assemble a program. By understanding that you understand what we are trying to accomplish. Now once you've done all this reading which is going to take you a long time because there's a lot of material there. We wanted to make sure that you know every single type of question you have was made available. I want you to plan. The season one is designed for a novice, someone who knows nothing about McKinsey interviews, BCG interviews, and Bain interviews. That's what season one is going to prepare you for. Is to take someone who knows nothing and make them know everything to get an offer, right? But the planning here is important because there's a lot of material. I always recommend people you pick a really good candidate and you pick a very bad candidate and you watch them both. Because a good candidate, as I explained in uh, the interview, you know, they don't make the mistakes the average candidate makes. So if you're trying to watch Felix to see how to fix the mistake of an average candidate, you're not going to get it there. But on the other hand, if you watch two of the weaker candidates and you see the mistakes they make, they likely mirror the mistakes you will make, right? I also would caution you to pay careful attention to Samantha and Rafik's feedback that I provide. At the end of every session, I provide a three to five, sometimes a 20-minute feedback on terms of the priority areas for development and why they did what they did. Pay attention to that. Candidates who did uh, generally poorly relative to the top candidates tend to have the most detailed feedback, right? The other one I would do is pay careful attention to the way Kevin teaches. Now, when we set up the training, I was very careful to make sure that I did not overlap with what Kevin was training. So Kevin, I taught 50% of the types of McKinsey cases you get, and Kevin taught the other 50% of the types of cases. And, and the real area where Kevin covered was what I consider the more difficult area. It's the McKinsey cases that don't really have frameworks. You cannot solve it with a framework. So you know you got to you got to balance that and bring it in and remember you know Michael's teaching one way Kevin's teaching one way I'm a tougher coach I wouldn't say Kevin's not tough but I think Kevin is more he's more of a motivator while I'm more of a pusher right you know I get things done by pushing and you know pulling and throwing people and so on while he's more someone who you know motivates and inspires and so on and, and it, it's a tactic we followed here because basically you want someone to push so hard that they feel like they're breaking and then you want someone to say hey you know what things are going really well so when you feel like things are breaking and someone says you're doing really well the emotional impact is far greater than if I was treating you with kids gloves at the beginning and he was treating you with kids gloves later there's no you know um, there's no extremes and it's, it's a deliberate strategy that we followed finally if you belong to one of these three schools and we may have other partner schools by the time this podcast is released. 
we do produce special material for some schools. I'm not saying we always do it, but we are open to listening to, you know, any special material you want. I mean, we could make adjustments to season one, which I think I'm happy to do. Um, and we're more than happy to look at what we could do for season two to accommodate the needs of your school, whether that's, you know, shooting one of the um, um, seasons live in your school or or even catering to undergraduates in the next season or catering to lawyers the point is we are we are completely open but beyond just making special requests for your school i would very very actively use the sharing functions we have um built into the new firms consulting website you know one of the biggest requests i get is that you know the network of firms consulting is obviously fairly effective 64 percent placement is I don't think it's as good as we want it to be, but that's probably the highest you're ever going to get in the industry. And the people we place and the people we work with, we definitely put a lot of pressure on them. So if you are a subscriber to the consulting offer, but you're not a member of our coaching program, you have two options here. One is you can set up your own group or you can use your school group to share information, share notes and set up training sessions. Or if we find that you are a really strong contributor on the website, we will invite you into the firm's consulting alumni and coaching group. It's a private group where our clients operate and you know, it makes it then easier for you to practice. But the point is you have to be someone who we think are really you know, contributing a lot. Now, um, Obviously, we have a lot of Harvard clients, so I'm pretty sure they're going to be fine by themselves. We have a lot of Yale clients. Berkeley is not a very big school for us in terms of clients. It's large, but not as large as Yale and Harvard. So if you're from Berkeley and you're struggling to find people to you know, interact with, let us know and we can see how we can put you in touch with um, more experienced people. Now, finally, there's just so much material here that if you had to watch it back to back, you'd probably be there for over a month. So it's really inefficient to watch something and not take notes. My advice to you is as you watch things, take notes. And you can only use your notes going forward and share those notes on the forums. If you, sh not forums, on the activity sections. If you, you know, take an image of your notes and share it, the odds are much greater that someone else will do the same and you can then, you know, cross-reference and plan together. But if you don't take notes and you have to go back and watch material, you're just wasting your time, right? Now, I've said a lot of things here. Let me just summarize a couple of things. If I had to summarize the top four or five things people from the school would have to do would be the first one. When we first released this to the Harvard group that we had in 2012, they did very well because they had a lot of time to use the material. Right? So they were watching it in real time as we were shooting uh, Felix's uh, video that was being processed and rendered and being released to them basically 30 minutes later. So they didn't have the edited version with those nice little footnotes at the bottom and on the side that you're getting or other subscribers that you know today at the Harvard Business School may be getting. So they maybe went through the hard way of preparing, but I do feel that not rushing through any of the material is beneficial because you see the challenges people face it sticks in your head you can see best practice especially at the beginning for Felix and you know Sanjeev especially where we had time to go things in a lot of detail I think you want to take the pain to watch things so the first lesson is go long not go short take the time allocate enough time and you'll do fine my second piece of advice for you is collaborate and the one thing that I didn't like 
when our clients from the Harvard Business School came to us as a group and said, well, you know, you have so many clients here, why don't you put together this program for us? I didn't like the fact that they were collaborating, but I must be honest with you, the fact that they did collaborate was played a big role in how they performed in their final interviews, where we got a very high placement rate, our highest placement ever. So, my second advice is collaborate with the members of the site, but also, if you're worried about collaborating on the members of the site, or people from your school, nothing stops you from creating your own group or from asking for permission to join another group. Provided your profile is complete and I see that you're an active member who's you know, putting um, um, valid comments onto the website, I'll have no problem inviting into the group. So second point is collaborate. Third is have a plan and be diligent. Now, this may be obvious, but most people don't plan. They just jump in and they do whatever they want. I, I I don't recommend that. Have a plan and be diligent about following that plan. Strategy is a matter of choice. I've said that many times to clients. And you know, you got to know what you're going to choose to do and you have to know what you're not going to choose to do. Uh, and finally, don't be shy to reach out to firms consulting. You know, if we feel that you're a good candidate, you're doing the right things, obviously we get far too many emails. But if I think, you know what, you know what you're doing, you're trying your best and you are an active member of the site, we will you know, touch wood, bearing my capacity and bandwidth issues, I'm a member of the site, we will step in to help you as much as you can. So, you know, plan, go along, collaborate and reach out if needed. Beyond that, you know, I, I want to wish everyone who's watching or who's listening to this podcast the best for September and January. Um, we feel confident that the consulting offer will you know, change the way case training is done at the moment. And obviously season two and three, we, we're already working on those. We remain confident that they'll push the boundary even further. And as always, if you have any questions, you can post a response to this podcast or go into the groups or the activity feeds to do so.